Good morning. For those of you who, who missed the introduction or have just been sleeping through it, um, hi, Rachel and I are the new senior pastors here, a week old, and uh, yay! We're still pretty pleased about it, let me tell you. Um, sorry for shouting down the microphone there, that's how pleased we are. Um, and so this morning, I'm going to speak about Kingdom Vineyard. With apologies to those who are guests this morning that you find yourself in sort of a family meeting around the dinner table, you are very welcome to listen in and see if this is the sort of family you'd like to join. Sorry also that we're not going to give you much food. <laughs> this week, flipping act, last week was amazing. Apologies also to those of you who are looking forward to digging into a Bible passage. Reading and exploring the Bible together on a Sunday morning continues to be our priority in this church and the best use of this time slot in our weeks. But just occasionally, we pause to take a morning to reflect on other things that are of importance to our life as a church, like our own particular part to play in God's mission to humanity, our own particular vision, our own particular values. And so that is the plan for this morning. A week after our dear friends and the founding pastors here at Kingdom Vineyard retired, and Rachel and I have stepped up to replace them as your new senior pastors, I plan to share with you where we see us going for the next period in this church's life. Before I do, however, I do want to say a brief word about this transition. We love Toby and Carol. Rachel and I were not just associate pastors under their leadership, but we've both experienced being members of their church under their leadership and I think the absolute world of them. For us to stand here before you as your senior pastors in the place that they prepared is a profound privilege, a delight, it's exciting, and it's still just a little strange for us. I think it's absolutely okay for us to hold an excitement for what God is doing on the one hand, whilst also recognizing that change brings an inevitable cost, sense of loss, that an exciting new season does mean the end of a former season and the good things that came with it. So I've loved the leadership of Toby and Carol Foster. And even though we expect them to rejoin us as our friends and members of the congregation here after their break, things will be different. If you miss seeing them up here, please don't feel guilty about it. I miss it too. But though I say that, Rachel and I are excited about what's ahead of us. Toby and Carol are excited about what's ahead of us. And I honestly believe that God is excited about what's ahead of us. So I was reading The Quest for the Radical Middle recently, the story of the history of the vineyard movement, and a phrase stuck out to me that was relevant to the, morning, uh, to the moment in some of its transitions. We have an unchanging yet moving God. God's character is the same. His heart is the same. His mission is the same, though how he acts how he moves through us, what he's up to, are constantly changing. Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. And I, though it's oft quoted, I think it's apt. So we're excited. Rachel and I made you some promises last week. We've every intention of living up to them. And we've every intention of seeing all of us, Kingdom Vineyard, flourishing into whatever God calls us to be and to do. Let me tell you, I... I am convinced, I believe, this is a great church with some great people in it, with great hearts to see more of Jesus and to have the world see more of Jesus through us. And Rachel and I know just how blessed we are to serve you. 
So speaking of that flourishing, speaking of seeing more of Jesus, why don't I speak a bit about the next season ahead of us? I've titled this morning's talk, More of the Same. That's the overall message I want to say this morning, and it might even appear, there you go. It's the overall message of what I want to get across to you. Continuity and growth, more of the same. I hope that you find echoes in this talk of Toby's recent preach from Philippians, well done, but you're not done. Go back and get that on the podcast, it's really good. The way that Kingdom Vineyard has built a heart for the worship of God, really well done this morning, guys, I loved it. And the way that God comes and meets us in worship here is a wonderful thing and makes Sundays such a joy to me. We take meeting with God really seriously. If you're new to that silence and waiting on God that we just experienced this morning, that wasn't planned. That's just occasionally we go, I think God's doing something. Well, let's just stop and and see what that is. And sometimes we get messages from him, words and pictures, which can be encouragement to all of us or can be an arrow right to the heart of one or two of us who he's been trying to bang on the door of. So we're definitely not going to apologize for that, slightly awkward as it might be if you're not used to it. We want God to speak. We know he does, and we're desperate to hear him. So worship remains a priority. And the way that Kingdom Vineyard values the word of God, treating the Bible with such a respect and faithfully exploring it through quality preaching is a real treat. We are blessed with some excellent preachers in this church with a great heart for God's glory in his scriptures. So we'll carry on doing that as well. The way that Kingdom Vineyard is faithfully leading in the works of God through storehouse and other service inspires me. And I'm convinced it's a delight of God's heart, not only that we as a church champion the need for serving the poor in our community, but that we're working shoulder to shoulder with other churches, other groups, other generous individuals around East Fife to show God's love to those most in need. And the way that Kingdom Vineyard pursues the wonders of God, the way that we pray and we really mean Come, Holy Spirit, that we invite God to speak and make space for him to, the way that we invite him to heal, and that in his grace to us, he does, is a precious, precious thing. And so in the worship, the word, the works, and the wonders of God, we have no desire to change any of that. In fact, we have a strong desire to keep all of those things. The prayer of my heart is not change it, Lord, but more, Lord. And I'm not content with just carrying on either. I want us to see more of the same. Toby and Carol have built and captained a very handsome ship indeed. It's been a ferry to some of us who need to be taken further on our relationship with Jesus, a hospital ship for some of us, a battleship to see God's kingdom break through in areas that are really broken, a faithful and effective ship. And as far as Rachel and I are concerned, the course of this ship is already laid in. We inherited it pointing in exactly the right direction. There may be new hands on the tiller, but the captain, Jesus, is the same. And the old orders that Toby and Carol have faithfully followed so far are still our good orders. The difference I see for this next season, as I say, is more of the same. I think, and I'm not just thinking this is the excitement speaking, but I think that God's hand is on us, Kingdom Vineyard, to increase. By which I mean I think there is more that we can do. I think there is more impact that we can have on St. Andrews and East Fife. I think there are more opportunities coming our way. I think God's smile is on us. And I think his grin says, there's more, you know. 
to put it back into the ship picture, the course is laid in, we're pointing the right way, but it's time to push forward on the throttle and open up those engines. Do ships have throttles? Bear with me. If you're sat here, ding, you know the ding-ding thing? Yeah, right. The ding-ding thing. Shut up. <laughs> Good, the heckling started. We've punctured, punctured that rule already. Friends, if you're sat here as one of those absolutely faithful heroes saying, good grief, Jim, I'm already busting a gut, I'm flat out, do me a favor, I hope you're not asking any more of my time and energy, then firstly, thank you. Seriously, thank you. We have some people serving their hearts out in this church, and we couldn't do what we do without you. But secondly, no, I'm not saying that each of us needs to fill our diaries with more and more appointments or take on more energy-draining responsibilities in order to be faithful followers of Jesus in this church. That is not the message of this morning. I think that God is going to do more through us. And where he does ask more of some of us, I'm convinced he will willingly provide the means for us. So please, hear this morning as an invitation to more, not a request for more, especially if you're one of those who's already giving your time and energy sacrificially. To those of you who are serving faithfully, I want to encourage you. To those of you who haven't yet found an opportunity to get stuck into serving yet, I want to challenge you. I think God's up to something. Since Rachel and I came up to Fife last June, we've been really blessed and encouraged by the friendships we've built with the other leaders of Scottish Vineyard churches. The Aberdeen Vineyard, the City Church Aberdeen Vineyard, Falkirk Vineyard, Glasgow Vineyard, Carlisle Vineyard. Yes, that's in Scotland. <laughs> I think especially after yesterday, they might be applying for formal membership. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and the Inverness and Edinburgh Vineyard plants, those guys, those leaders, and the people in those churches, they are lovely. They're lovely souls. And it's hugely encouraging chatting with those guys. It's been wonderful getting to know their leaders. And... I want to share with you, there's a sense across Scotland, the vineyard movement at least across Scotland, that God is beginning a new season for us. There's something in the air. And as we met most recently at the National Leaders Conference for the Vineyard Movement in January, the encouragement that Rachel and I both felt in talking with those leaders about what God is doing in Scotland through the vineyard movement was great. It's not just us. We're not just expecting the same. We all seem to be wanting more. So, what does that look like in practice? I'm not, this morning, going to replace the vision and values pack that the Kingdom Vineyard has. If you're interested in finding out what our vision and values are, they're there on the table at the back, and I'd encourage you to nab one of these on the way out. They're dead good. So I'm not going to replace this. That vision and those values are good. Like I say... The course is laid in. But in order to help us throw open those fuel lines, to let the engines roar into a new level of life, there are some practical steps that we can take, some areas I'd like us to emphasize over the coming months and years. I've got four of these priorities for the next season, and to make this talk just a little more sermony, I've made them all P words. <laughs> Prayer. People outside the church. Capacity. <laughs> I think week one's going very well. <laughs> and pouring. 
I made the P big. That was the best I could do. <laughs> Prayer. I believe that we are not sent to run ahead of God. We're called to walk humbly with him. I'm sure that God's preferred posture with us is to walk with him, holding hands as a toddler does with a loving father, stumbling though we go. Everything we do needs to be bathed in prayer, not because that's the right Christian thing to do, but because everything we do, especially as a church, but in all our lives, needs to be done with Father God, with his guidance, with his protection, with him leading us and opening up the doors in our lives that even the best of us couldn't open on our own. So, as we embark on this new season as a church, let it be a new season steeped in prayer. Let each of us have a spark rekindled in our hearts for intimate time alone with God. For private, intimate conversations with the God who loves you like that father loves his precious child. For just sitting, looking into Jesus' face and falling in love all over again. If you think of prayer as a dry routine, allow me to shake that off you this morning. If this God really wants to spend time with you, really wants to speak to you, really wants to be a part of your life in a way that touches it and transforms it, let that be the prayer that we step into together. And as a church, let us really value our prayer meetings. The ones we have on the first Monday of each month, 8 p.m., Vineyard Center. The ones we have here each week at 9.50 in the morning before the service, which you're all invited to, by the way, even though it's a short meeting. Making space in our home group plans for nights where we put simply spending time with God first. I'd love it if meeting together to pray were an excitement, a joy for the Kingdom Vineyard. There's a story in the early days of the vineyard that John Wimber, the founder, and his church prayed and prayed and prayed for healing and just didn't see one for, I don't know, months. They were faithful in praying for healing, but for whatever reason, they, they just they didn't see anyone healed. Finally, Wimber went to visit someone's house, and uh, the, the woman wasn't very well, so he prayed a fairly faithless prayer for her, and as he turned to explain to the husband why that prayer doesn't always work, she <laughs> knocked him over with healing, and he was <laughs> blown away by being interrupted by a surprise that he just, there's, there's no way he saw it coming. Apparently, Wimber left that meeting shouting, we got one! <laughs> I'd love to see people healed in this church, right here on Sunday mornings, in our home groups, in our living rooms. I want us to have these stories to boast around this town that there is a God who heals in Fife today. And you know what? I think that faithful prayer is the key that will unlock God pouring out those healings amongst us. I think some of us need an awakening here. Some of us are tired and need to be encouraged. Some of us perhaps have slipped into a routine, or our fire for spending time with God has been allowed to just grow a little colder. Can I remind us, all of us, that prayer isn't that ritual we're demanded into, but a relationship, the relationship that we're invited into. And on that note, I look forward to hearing from God in prayer, just as much as we speak our needs and wants to him. I love that this church has a rich history of hearing from God. You saw it again this morning. These weren't planned or, or preloaded or anything like that. We're listening out to see what God might be saying to us. And I want more. That's a brilliant place to be. So I want more of the same. So prayer, our first P 
Snuggling up to God is a big emphasis of our next season. I hope that if you do feel challenged by this, that you feel at least as excited as you do challenged. Remember who our God is. Remember what spending time with him is like. And if you don't remember that as a lovely, heart-burstingly good thing, why not come to a prayer meeting and get reminded? Okay, number two, people outside. One of the things that most has impressed me about coming back to Kingdom Vineyard has been the standing, the reputation of this church in this town. We're not quite thought of as as wacky as we once were, maybe. Sometimes. The work in Storehouse, in particular, has done so much to show fellow Christians and people who aren't Christians alike that our God is a God who loves those and cares for them. But I think there's something we could do better here. We could be better at inviting our friends, our families, those who we work or study with, those that we just meet in the street or in Starbucks, to come and meet God for themselves. We're blessed with some great worship, some great teaching, and some really lovely people in this church. And actually, I want more people to be blessed by that. Home group leaders, home group members, let's use our regular social evenings, not just as opportunities to get to know each other better, but as opportunities to invite that friend who wouldn't try church, but might hang out and eat some pizza and drink some wine and play some games. That might mean some awkward conversations some boldness to talk about Jesus, some faith that God will bail us out when we start speaking. But I think he will. And I think that that, coupled with some faithful prayer, God will use our awkward and self-conscious invitations as opportunities to introduce himself to the people whom he loves, but they just don't know him yet. We had about 250 people in this building last week. Looked pretty good. I'm not saying that we need to build a big church, and definitely not for the sake of building a big church. No way. But I do want more people to come to know him. And I think that we in Kingdom Vineyard are actually really well placed to introduce people to him. It turns out that there is a God. (laughs) A few trustees who are wiping their brow right now. (laughs) And it turns out that this God is good. And that he loves us so much that he didn't abandon us when we abandoned goodness in our own lives. But he came after us. In case you didn't know, or in case you've forgotten, God the Father gave us the gift of Jesus Christ, God the Son. So that despite his innocence and his holiness, he could stand in the place of guilt and judgment that was rightly meant for you and I. Could die on Good Friday's cross in our place. And that in that death, And in his Easter Sunday rising from the dead, he could remove our stained separation from the love of God, could leave us clean, refreshed, redeemed, reborn, to be able to meet God without distraction or shame. And here, today, God offers to meet us, to apply that exchange, that transaction to us, if we allow him to, as he meets us through his Holy Spirit, who, as you've seen a few times this morning, is here right now, and I suspect knocking on one or two hearts even as I'm speaking. I love seeing people meet God. I love seeing people begin that journey of living the way their heart was crafted to. Seeing people transformed by more and more of God's presence in their lives. I love seeing people make connections with the God who wants them back.
time and again, I've had wonderful conversations with people about the experiences they've had in worship with us here. The something that they felt that was the very presence of God here with us on Sundays. What if your friends and your families came and felt that? Met him for themselves? Honestly, we're blessed. We're privileged that God would join us as we worship him. But that blessing isn't meant to stop at us. It's meant for those outside these walls who don't know him yet, who are part of the rest of your lives, whom God has placed in your path for you to invite to him, whether it's here or a home group or in the privacy of your own room. But he wants them to know him for themselves. Friends, I don't want Christians from other churches to be our growth. Of course, I want all of God's people to get to know all that he has for them, and if we can offer something that blesses someone, then that's great. But if we grow in numbers, I want that to be because people who did not know that there was a God who loves them come to that discovery and come on a journey with us of getting to know him. That excites me like I can't tell you. And of course, none of this is a new message. But I think we really can have more of the same. That we can expect more in this next season by God's grace to us. I'd like us to hold baptisms on Easter Sunday. That's April the 1st, after the service. If you're interested in getting baptized, come and chat to Rachel and I and let us know. And I would really, really love to baptize some people this Easter Sunday who don't yet know Jesus now, 25th of February. So that's on you. God might help. (laughs) But kinder, that's on you. Number three, capacity. If you say it like that, then the P sounds bigger. One phrase that has particularly stuck out to me from the Vineyard National Leaders Conference was a vision of Christians as outrageously generous. It was a quote from Tim Keller that I would love to read to you fully. The early church was strikingly different from the culture around it in this way. The pagan society was stingy with its money and promiscuous with its body. A pagan gave nobody their money and practically gave everybody their body. And the Christians came along and gave practically nobody their body and gave practically everybody their money. I absolutely love that. The speaker who unpacked this described it as financial promiscuity. (laughs) They just can't keep the wallets in their pants. I mean, that joke did work better from an American accent. It's the pants thing, but I thought it was great. <laughs> I think there's a wonderful and a challenging word in that for us too. Are we, are you financially promiscuous? Are you giving generously to the work of God? Let me call something out. It can be awkward for a pastor employed by a church to stand in front of that church and tell it to give money. But even though I am British... Rugby was so hard yesterday, (laughs) speaking as a Welshman. Uh, It was pretty great, though, for Scotland, wasn't it? Even though I am British, I want to passionately encourage you that financial promiscuity is a good thing. The Kingdom Vineyard has been doing a lot with comparatively little. I share this with you not to complain, but to heap yet more praise on Toby and Carol and the trustees for their faithfulness and their careful stewardship, not just to keep the ship pointing in the right direction, but to keep the ship afloat, frankly. 
There are some individuals in this congregation who model generous giving and through whose faithfulness, Kingdom Vineyard has been able to do what we do. I want to take a moment to thank you without, of course, calling attention to any one person. Uh, I'd have to go and look it up and I don't know I could anyway. But I want to take a moment to thank you. You know who you are, those of you who are giving faithfully. We can only do what we do because of your generous giving. But to the rest of us, and I bet you can guess what I'm going to say here, I'd love to see more of the same. If we do want to do more, if one day, for example, we want to employ more staff, then we're going to need to be able to pay them. And that means the amount of money that each of us give to the work of God in this church will need to be carefully considered. This is not a talk about giving or tithing, but I do believe tithing is a good thing. And I challenge each of you, absolutely students as well, you're as much in this as, as those who have grown-up lives and jobs and the rest of it. I want to challenge all of you to think about whether you're able to give your first 10% to the work of God in your local church. Just in case you're wondering, we don't receive grant money from the government funding or things like that. We apply for small amounts for storehouse once in a while, but almost all the money we receive in this church is from you, individuals, giving money for the building of God's kingdom here in East Fife. There's a little chart on the back about how we've spent that money, if you're interested. We try and be transparent about that. And as I have looked over the accounts for the last eight months whilst I've been here, it's been spent well, friends. Like I say, I'm convinced that this church has had a good amount of heavenly bang for our buck. But I want to see us able to do more. I want this church to have more capacity to build God's kingdom here in East Fife. If we one day want to think about employing an associate pastor, or a paid young vineyard staff member, or a youth pastor, or even work more towards, uh, towards more than a part-time administrator, or a one-day-a-week storehouse manager, or even if we'd like to see Rachel able to do more than volunteering around a full-time job, actually, it's going to require more financial capacity as a church, which means praying for God's provision and asking ourselves plainly if we are part of that answer. I mentioned staff just now. I have an exciting uh, announcement to make to you this morning. From summer this year, we will have some more capacity. I am very pleased to ask Caitlin, come on up, mate, one of our fourth year students to join me. Would you give her a warm welcome? Give a round of applause. <laughs> mate, um, what on earth are you doing here? What have I invited you up for? Uh, so. I'm graduating in the summer, and after graduation, I'll be joining Vineyard for an internship year as a voluntary pastoral assistant. Um, so this will mean I'll be helping out with the day-to-day -day running of the church, helping in the office and with storehouse and home groups and among other things. So I'm really looking forward to um, everything that I'm going to learn and for all, the <laughs> for all that God's going to do as well. Um, so as voluntary kind of suggests, I won't be paid <laughs> for this, um, although the church is going to help me with some living costs, and because um, St Andrews is expensive. Um, but I've set up a giving page because it is estimated that it's going to cost about £7,000 over the church's annual running cost for me to do this. Um, so that's my page there, give.net slash Caitlin, and I um, would be so grateful if anyone would like to support me through this year. Um, even if it's just a few pounds a week or a month, it would really make a big difference. Amazing. Thank you, Mike. 
uh, at the end of the service, when we ask people forward for prayer, you get yourself forward for <laughs> prayer. Ten of you, mobber, yeah? That would be great, because Caitlin could really value that prayer. Um, thank you, mate. I'll let you sit down again. Give her a round of applause again. Yeah. Mate, thank you. Thank you for sharing, but also thank you for being up for this, really. It's honestly so exciting. To have a full-time extra pair of hands for the next year, uh, it's going to be great. And uh, you'll be hearing more from Caitlin over the coming weeks and months. But let me just underline a couple of points that she's just said. Caitlin's giving a year to us unpaid to serve the church and to serve St. Andrews and East Fife through the Kingdom Vineyard. We are not able to pay Caitlin for this year. As I said before, the church just currently isn't in a position to offer that. But the funds that we want to raise, which are raised to the Kingdom Vineyard so that we can cover some of her expenses, which also means that you can gift aid your donations, those things uh, we would love to, we, well, we'd love to raise the extra cost that it will um, incur to take on a person who will have expenses over the next year. We'd quite like her to eat occasionally. On the note of keeping costs as low as we can, we want to have Caitlin stay here without having to worry about extortionate St. Andrew's rent, which is why it's only £7,000 for all the stuff we want to do with her over the next year. So if you have a room in your house that you could offer to Caitlin for the year, or even a few months, we would love to chat with you about it. And could you be praying about whether that's you? As a church, we also really want to honor Caitlin in this, to take the opportunity to grow her leadership skills, to invest in her, with training and theology, so not only is her service here to the church the best it can be, but also by the end of the year, she'll end up uh, really well clued up for whatever it is God has for her next, new skills, quality training, and some awesome experiences of seeing God do great stuff through her. One final thing I wanna say about this inter internship today is that the costs that we've estimated for taking on an intern are on top of what we currently spend every year to keep Kingdom Vineyard running. If you're thinking, I'd love to support Caitlin, then thank you, please do. But if Caitlin's support comes at the cost of switching your giving that you would otherwise be giving to Kingdom Vineyard anyway, then that actually won't raise any extra money for the Kingdom Vineyard, if you see what I'm saying. Would you pray for Caitlin? At home, would you be thinking of her and praying for her as we're gearing up towards this summer as she finishes her degree? Would you congratulate her on her decision to give a year to serving God? And would you tell her about your spare room? Okay, great. <laughs> Lovely. Fourth P. You'd be pleased to know that I'm coming roughly into land. Fourthly and finally for this morning, I'm calling this priority, this emphasis for our next season, pouring. Very simply, we as a church are blessed with great wisdom, great experience, great maturity, and great holiness in our core church. That's you guys who are resident here all year round. Core church members, I would love to see more of our student members learning from you. I'd love to see coffee dates where these guys can sit across from you and chat through their experiences of life so far. You have a lot to offer, to inspire with stories of what God's done in your lives. I would love to see more of that poured into our students' lives. More church folks, let me, that's you students, let me encourage you to go up to one of our core church people over coffee and donuts immediately after the service and say, hey, you, you look really wise. Can we get some coffee? 
Core church people, go the extra mile, take them home for dinner instead. This is going to be a really fun afternoon. <laughs> Friends in Core Church, I know it can sometimes feel like we invest in all these bright, shiny young people. They're here for four brilliant, nurtured years, and then we lose them. I'm sure you know this, but can I again remind and reassure you that this outpouring of your wisdom and time is far, far from wasted. The results of these coffees, dinners, and walks have been churches planted in all corners of the world, new ministries birthed, and a generation of young professionals being salt and light in all kinds of industries. You did that. Well done. Thank you, and well done. But you're not done. We'd love for you to keep doing it. We'd love for more of the same. And this church is also blessed with great energy, great enthusiasm, great servant heart, and great leadership skills in our More Church student members. More Church members. I'd love to see this town really blessed and impacted by you. Whether it's serving in ministries like Storehouse, which I know some of you do already, whether it's in projects to maybe help clear up people's gardens or help clear up neighborhoods, we'd love for you to be looking for ways that you guys can be a serious blessing to the residents of East Fife. You have a lot to offer. And I'd love to see more of that poured into this local area in real, tangible ways that help the people of St. Andrews and East Fife to discover that there is a God who loves them and help them to make connections with God. This isn't just about town and gown getting along. The vision here is for our core church and our more church to be pouring into one another, ministering to each other in a way that brings more of God's presence to each other and to this area. And none of this is new, of course. This is completely in line with where Kingdom Vineyard is coming from. It's where we've always been. But it's time for more of the same. That's a lot to be getting on with, don't you think? You know, in a home group cluster meeting before Christmas, someone prayed for Rachel and I and had a word for us. They said that in Kingdom Vineyard, we were not inheriting a broken down wreck of a church Far from it, we were inheriting a mansion with sprawling grounds and its own butler, which was really funny because Jesse was dressed all in black and stood like this. <laughs> Jeevesy. That picture is absolutely right. We know the precious inheritance that we have in the privilege it is to step up and to lead this church and to serve you. We recognize that this is a mansion of a church in terms of the gifts, the abilities, and the hearts that you have. Kingdom Vineyard. And it's with that heart, with that recognition, that we stand before you and call for more of the same. More prayer. More people outside this church meeting with Jesus because of you. More capacity that we can serve you and this area better. And more pouring those marvelous gifts into each other. We present you this vision for the next season of the Kingdom Vineyard with complete trust in the God who has begun a good work in us and is faithful to see it through to completion. Jesus is not just almighty. He is so, so good to us. And if you felt him nudging you earlier when I reminded you of what Easter is about or him coming after you with love to clean you up from your sin and shame or for that cuddle that heaven has planned for you, beloved child of God, then in a moment, I'm going to ask you to come to the front and receive that love as someone prays for you here. I think there's some celebrating to do. 
of what God seems to have planned for us. There's also some processing to do as we praise God for all that he's built here through Toby and Carol and ask him for more of the same for the coming days. Why don't you stand and I'll pray for you. As we begin to worship, if you'd like prayer for anything, anything I've just said or anything else that God's been nudging you for, do come forwards now. Because I've gone on a bit this morning, uh, as we begin to worship, if you've got children in Young Vineyard, it would be great if you go and uh, make sure that they're looked after as well. If you'd like some prayer, come forward, even right now, please. And members of home groups, would you come forward and pray with people? Let's pray. Let's pray.